Hello, you gorgeous humans. Welcome to my podcast, Human Better 365, for inspired souls that are looking to improve and grow upon their already wonderful lives. I am your host, Sabrina Victoria. If you are new to this podcast, make sure to hit that subscribe button for weekly motivational content that is sure to jumpstart your day. On this podcast, we cover the four pillars of human needs, that is mental, emotional, and physical health, relationships, prosperity, and joy. Today, we are going to be dipping into all four of these pillars and talking about what benefits will arise when you start doing things just a little bit differently. Join me. Hello. Human Better 365, the only podcast that will create undeniable results in long-term growth, regain control of your time, get organized, and prepare for the future, all while having a life full of purpose. Because managing your time means managing your life. And now your host, Sabrina Victoria. Hello, hello, hello. I certainly hope everyone is having a fantastic day today. So today I am talking about how to do things a little bit differently. I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of that book, Eat This, Not That. It's kind of what I base this off of. Not so much about eating, but more so about doing. So do this, not that. Um, It's a list of about 10 things that I kind of put together that I do just a little bit differently than maybe normal society does. And I kind of give this um, a lot of, I guess, props on my end as far as why I am where I am in my life at the moment and why 2020 has actually been the best year yet for me. Um, Not because I hit the jackpot, not because I won the lottery, but because of all of the planning and all of the little tiny slight differences that I've been working on for years, for 10 you know, eight, five, the last, you know, decade of my life, um, been just doing things a little bit differently. And because of that, I now am where I am today and it feels really good. So I kind of wanted to just share those things and, um, hopefully you guys can kind of pull from them and things that would work for you in your life. If it does apply it, if it doesn't, then ignore it, I guess. So First one I want to talk about is social media. Now, obviously, social media is the most obvious one. Um, The whole, like, don't go on social media as much or or whatever that is. I don't want to say don't go on social media. I go on social media uh, quite a bit because I run a business. So I guess it kind of depends on where you are in your life. So are you on social media just kind of messing around? Or are you on social media to actually create and build a business and build financial wealth for yourself. So that you kind of have to figure out yourself. But instead of messing around, I guess, on social media aimlessly, like for instance, a few days ago when I got lost on TikTok for about 30 to 40 minutes, stuff like that to avoid, instead of doing that, read more. So one of the things that I have recently done because it's very difficult to find time to read along with everything else is probably for the last five years, probably around five years ago, I realized that I can um, listen to audios of books on YouTube for free. Now, obviously there's tons of different ways of doing that. Um, lots of different book reading avenues to, um, to listen to books. I just happen to use YouTube. It's free. There's very few commercials and it's easy. I didn't have to download anything extra. Um, but it's really, really important to make sure that you are reading as much as possible and not reading ridiculous things like romance novels or sci-fi, 
unless that's your guilty pleasure, of course. But read things that are actually bringing you value. Read things that are going to help you with your wealth. Bring Read things that are going to help you with your, um, your physical, your eating habits, your exercise, your financial, um, how to work well with others, how to have a happy marriage, how to get along with your kids. All the answers to any of the issues that you are having in your life are in these books. So instead of spending time gaming on your phone or uh, hanging out on Facebook for hours or TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram and wishing woulda, coulda, shoulda with all of the things that you see that all of your friends or all of the people are doing, use that time to work on yourself, to learn, to uh, acquire new traits in order to make your life bigger and better, help you with your uh, mental and emotional health. It will make a world of difference. I promise you that if you um, dedicate even just 30 minutes right before you go to what's the main thing that people usually do right before they go to bed they usually watch tv and they play on their phone if you could just change one thing that last 30 minutes right before you go to bed instead of playing on your phone or watching tv get out a book a book that's going to help you in one of the four pillars health mental emotional physical relationships prosperity, that's education, career, money, or joy. One of those four. Find a book that covers one of those four or all four of them and watch the transformation in just a short 365 days. It'll blow your mind. It'll absolutely blow your mind. Um, The next one I want to talk about is more walking, less driving. You want to walk more, drive less. So one of the things that my fiance and I do often is the little tiny errands that we have in and around our house. Uh, Going to the post office, running to the store, going to the bank. Instead of getting in our car and doing a short five minute drive and then going home and watching TV, and spending that time watching TV, what we do is we actually um, figure out you know, what we need to be doing that day. So it's run to the grocery store, go to the bank, whatever it is, put on our walking shoes or ride our bikes and we walk or we ride our bike to that destination. This does two things at the same time. It takes care of your health. It well, actually takes care of a few. Helps with your relationship building right? It's something fun that you're doing with your spouse or your family and helps cut down on the environment, helps save on gas, there's, and helps with money. Because if you are going to the grocery store and you would normally splurge on a bunch of extra stuff like danishes and ice cream and let me throw in some Oreos, um, some gummy bears or whatever else, you're not going to want to carry all that extra stuff that you could normally just shove in the back of your car. So you'll wind up going to the grocery store spending the money on exactly the items that you need and then um, walking. So you're getting exercise and then helping with your relationship, being able to speak, talk, share a story, whatever it is. A lot of times in our life, there's so much noise. There's always so much noise, whether you're on your phone, whether it's the TV, whether it's the radio, computer, whatever it is. When you're at home, even if you sit down for a family dinner, a lot of times, unless there's really strict rules on no TV and no phone, a lot of times this family time that we have during dinner is with the TV on or is with your phone at your lap. And it's really hard to get everyone engaged. It's really hard to get everyone to be paying attention to everyone at the same time. So when you are going for these walks and there's a rule of just keeping your phone in your pocket, there's a lot more that can be said for being able to speak your mind and communicate a lot better with your family then you can even when you're sitting down to dinner a lot of times. So instead of driving, instead of driving, 
any little areas around your house that you can walk to, make it a date with your spouse or with your family to go for a walk or go for a bike ride versus going for a drive. Okay. The next one I want to talk about is more sleep, less stress. So the more sleep that you are getting every single night, it is scientifically proven that if you get your full seven, eight hours of sleep, you will be less stressed. You will be less stressed. Um, I understand. So I am telling you right now that it is, it makes a lot more sense to make sure that you are going to bed at a decent hour so that you can wake up at a decent hour and that will cause you to have less stress. It says here, stress is known to have negative effects on our overall overall health and it's no surprise that stress can disrupt our sleep patterns. It's good to take some time to pinpoint the stressors in your life and find a way to decrease that stress. You will gain more sleep by worrying less. Okay. One of the uh, meditation practices that I learned a long time ago also, for those of you that have issues with um, not being able to get to sleep, one of the things that I do is while when I'm laying down as dark as possible, that's another one, make sure your phone is off, make sure even the blue light that like shines, that's charging your phone or your alarm clock that's blaring in your eyeballs. Make sure all of that is covered up or turned around. I even use black electrical tape sometimes to put over the lights that are shining in my eyeballs. Helps a ton. But everything is dark. Everything is quiet. I recommend white noise when you're sleeping. We always have a fan that's running. I used to um, go to sleep to a CD of the rain, like a thunderstorm. So some sort of white noise also helps. And then what I do, a lot of times people find that when they're trying to go to sleep, their mind is going up million miles an hour. They're thinking of a hundred different things all at the same time of all of the stuff that they need to get done. They're too tired to wake up to write it down and because uh, they're nervous they're going to forget and they can't fall asleep because there's too many things going on. So you have two ways of kind of combating this. Number one, have a notepad and your pen next to your bed and commit to writing it down. A lot of times I will even write it down in the dark and I can't even see, but just make sure I'm taking up the whole piece of paper so that in the morning I can actually figure out what I'm saying. Um, turn your phone on to kind of get the light so you can see. Get it down. A lot of times that helps a little bit. The second thing is I believe 100% that the things that you're worrying about today will be there when you wake up. So sitting down and taking this extra time to worry about things, a lot of times it's just a complete waste of time. I always say that if you can't change it, if you can't change like right there that moment, the thing that's happening in your life that's making you overthink or overanalyze things, there's no reason to ever think about it. One of the things that I pride myself on is my ability to be able to not worry, <laughs> not worry. A lot of people spend so much time worrying about things that they can't change. And you sit down and you think about a subject. If you realize you can't change it ever or right there in that moment or today, or there's a process I put it out of my mind. There's no reason to think about things that you cannot change. So this is the trick that I do while I'm sleeping or while I'm laying there with my eyes closed, trying to go to sleep, just like meditation. For those of you that have tried to meditate, there's these um, thoughts that come into our head and they run around like a tornado all over the place. So what I do is I actually mentally take a thought like, let's say I need to, it's something silly. I need to buy bread at the grocery store and I don't want to forget. I take that thought and I put it into a box. Now, for some reason, my box is always blue. And for some reason, my box always has a bow on it. 
I have no idea why. That's just the first thing that popped into my head and I've been using this now for years. So I take the thought, I put it in a box with a blue ribbon on it and I put it on an imaginary shelf. And every time a new thought comes, I put it in a blue box with a ribbon on it and I put it on the shelf. And I imagine having hundreds and hundreds of blue boxes on this shelf waiting for me. They're there for me at any time, at any time, day or night, I can go to my shelf and I can take down a thought and I can open up the box and I can um, look at the thought. And it's literally as simple as that. This makes, gives you a feeling of, or gives me a feeling of, um, the worry that you have that you're going to forget it number one, or number two, the worry that you get that if you don't think about it enough, then it doesn't mean anything. Sometimes we worry about things because we feel like we need to be worrying about them, but we actually don't need to be worrying about them. But there's like this guilt, especially if you're an empath, that you should be anxious or worrying about something. So it kind of gives you a feeling of, hey, I am capable of taking down this worry or this box or this thought at any time day or night, and I can open it up and I can think about it at any time. There's no restriction. There's no like, you can never do this again. There's no fire burning. There's no throwing it down into a deep, deep hole and and feeling as if you need to be punished if you ever think about it ever again. Uh, it gives you that open air feeling of having the ability to think or not think about something and it keeps it in a safe spot. So every single time a thought comes in, I put it in a box, put it on a shelf. A new thought comes in, I put it in the box, put it on a shelf over and over and over again until there's no more thoughts. And as this process is going, probably very similar to counting sheep, as I'm physically, literally, physically, mentally doing this in my head, I fall asleep. So that's one of, or a couple of the suggestions that I have for you as far as um, getting more sleep and being less stressed. Okay. The next one I want to talk about is more working smart, less working hard. So have you ever felt that there are not enough hours in the day to accomplish all that you want to do? When it comes to productivity, we tend to focus on how long something takes instead of what we actually accomplished. Instead of always feeling that you are behind, try to automate some processes, create a routine, and measure your results in order to begin being more productive while you are working, instead of spending too much time working. So we want to be very diligent in making sure that we are working smart, okay? Not hard. Does that make sense? Uh, the next one I want to talk about is more doing, less planning, more doing, less planning. This is like the do it, the do it now mentality of, um, a lot of times procrastination comes from feeling as if you need to have all of the things lined up before you can actually start doing something. So for instance, you know, I, for those of you who listen to my podcast, you know that I'm starting a business called Jacket Junkie, where I am turning old used uh, items and refurbishing them and making them into beautiful pieces of art. Now, I don't know the first thing about sewing. I don't know the first thing about painting or resin or any of this, these things. And I could have said, hey, I'm not going to start this until I know all of the things of all of the things. And I'm going to read all of the, book, the books first before I do anything. But see, I didn't do that. What I did was I just started. I just started. I went and I went to Home Depot and I bought some paints and I bought a paintbrush and I had a lot of bumps and I had a lot of things go wrong and I had um, different issues that I ran into. And as I was running into the issues, that's when I looked it up and I fixed it and kept moving forward. And now I have tons of items that I've sold, tons of items that are waiting, that I'm waiting to put up online to sell. 
And all of that happened because I wasn't so worried about planning. I wasn't so worried about planning. I just jumped right in and started doing. So whatever it is in your life that is making you feel as if you can't jump in, let's say any dreams, passions, side hustles, um, anything that's kind of drawing your attention, anything, dancing, comedy, singing, um, tap dancing, uh, being an interior designer, being a chef, all of the things, whatever it is that's pulling you, that's making you feel like, like you're alive. Don't feel as if you need to know all of the things before you actually start. You can literally start a, a bakery just making cookies. You don't have to know how to bake all of the things. You can start out just baking cookies and open up a bakery baking cookies. And then as your bakery is going with cookies, you can add brownies and you can add croissants and you can add cake to the menu as you go. So don't get so held up thinking that um, you need to know all of the things or all of the answers before you actually get going because a lot of times it becomes too overwhelming. And again, this is another reason why people procrastinate is because it's so overwhelming sometimes that people just wind up giving up before they even start because it's just too much. It's too much. So only you know um, the... the um, the passions or the dreams that you have within you and only you know what you are or are not capable of doing. Now, obviously, if it's your dream to become a pilot, that's a little different. You have to go to school and you have, <laughs> there's a process that you have to go through and or you can't just jump in a plane and be a pilot and be like, I'm going to do what Sabrina says. And I'm going to figure it out as I go. It's not like that, but it is like Googling pilot classes and then finding an address and then showing up somewhere and then booking yourself for a class instead of saying, oh, I have to sit and I have to do a bunch of research and I have to think of all the things and I have to make sure that this is really what I want and I have to make sure that everybody is, uh, is on board with it and all this stuff. There are certain steps that you can do as a person. Um, it may not be like being able to start your own airline tomorrow, but um, going through the processes of whatever that is, but you are capable of doing it right now if you choose to. The next one I want to talk about is um, more healthy living, less diets. More healthy living, less diets. So for those of you that have been following me for years now, you know that I first started out um, in this arena talking about health and fitness. I was super, super passionate about green smoothies and juicing and eating healthy and exercising. And even though that wound up not being my complete passion, um, it is something that is still very near and dear to me. The reason that I kind of got out of that arena was because as I started to do research, as my following grew, as um, people kept reaching out to me and saying like, hey, build me a fitness plan, build me a, a meal plan. And I was working with these people and trying to motivate them and trying to be there for them mentally, emotionally, physically, calling, emailing, answering all their questions. I realized that while I was on this mission of healthy eating, at the same exact time, I was also on a mission for uh, mental and emotional health. I was reading a ton of books, as I still do, on um, just being a better person, self-development, self-help books. And what was happening was the individuals that I was coaching um were all gung-ho and going really fast and losing a bunch of weight and super, super excited about it. And that went on for weeks or maybe for months. And then all of a sudden they would fall off the bandwagon within a very relatively short amount of time and would gain all their weight back. Now I know this because they found me on Facebook. I was still friends with them on Facebook and I could kind of see what they were doing. And 
I started to really analyze and get frustrated with what was happening. It happened with probably about a dozen people where they were super excited about it. And within a short amount of time, they fell off the bandwagon. And I'm like, what is going on? What is the difference between what I am doing and what they are doing? And I really started to dive deep into, is it my communication? Am I not doing a good job? Is my meal planning wrong? Do I not know enough information? All of that stuff that I was just talking about with less planning, more doing. Maybe I should have planned more. Maybe I should, I'm such a failure, all this stuff. And what I started to realize is it wasn't what I was doing. It was actually, it was what they were doing. See, the key aspect that they were missing was I was reading consistently and educating myself on mental and emotional health. So it wasn't all about how I looked and it wasn't all about how I necessarily felt about how I looked, but I was growing and learning so much more about how to communicate, about how to speak, about how to feel, about challenges, about surviving in life. And I was using all these other um, bullet points that I was learning to strengthen myself mentally and emotionally in order to keep up the time, the effort that it went into um, my health, being healthy physically. Does that make sense? So that is actually when, you know, as I was going down this path, I started up my business, pureaspiration.net, which then turned into living fabulously, which a lot of you guys have followed me on um, YouTube and SoundCloud with that. And then it kind of morphed into what it is now, which is Human Better 365, where we concentrate a lot more on the mental and emotional aspect of things first before um, the physical. Because I believe that if you can work on your mental and emotional first, the health just kind of comes. It just kind of comes because as you're learning and feeling more confident and more powerful, you're not wanting to eat a dozen donuts. You're not wanting to sit around and watch TV for six hours after work. You're not wanting to um, waste your time doing uh, meaningless things like... Um, uh, on the phone with your girlfriend for six hours gossiping about the community and, and he said, she said bullcrap. You, instead, you're reading. Instead, you're uh, exercising. Instead, you're listening to motivational podcasts like this one. And you're learning and you're building your confidence as an individual and you're, you're shifting or you're pivoting the entire focus of your life. It kind of comes with it if that makes any sense. So that's why the four pillars of Human Better 365 starts with health. It starts with health. Health, mental, unemotional, and then physical. Then it moves to relationships, then it moves to prosperity, and then it moves to joy. And all four of those pillars are standing on the foundation. And the foundation is all about time management organization. Okay, so you always want to make sure that you are holding yourself accountable for the amount of time and holding yourself accountable for how organized. And last week we were just talking about minimalization and how important that is in your life in order to stay organized. Those are one of the pillars. I highly, highly believe that if you are faulting in any four of the pillars, a lot of times it's because your foundation of time management organization is not strong enough. So we get distracted really easily because we don't know how to manage our time, right? We were just talking about social media versus reading. So if you don't have a priority in your time for reading more, then you actually get distracted with social media, which is gonna mess up your health, right? Mental, emotional, it's not helping you at all with your health. Um, being distracted on social media, gaming, it's not helping you with your relationships. It's not helping you with your career, your education. 
It may be helping you with your joy. You may be finding some joy in it, but that is all a lack of time management, a lack of organization. Okay. So, um, to get back to what we were talking about, more healthy living. Okay. So eating more fruits and vegetables, everybody knows this. Eat more fruits and vegetables. Right now I'm like on a huge cherry kick because cherries are in season right now. I'm literally eating cherries every single day. They're like candy. They're so good. Uh, green smoothies. I've been on the green smoothie train for over a decade now. Uh, eating more healthy foods, eating less junk food. Okay, so I never say don't. I never say don't eat danishes, don't eat brownies, don't eat candy. What I do say is eat more fruit, eat more apples. And then what'll happen is there won't be enough room. There won't be enough room. You'll be um, so full from the extra apples and the cherries and the green smoothies that there won't be any room for danishes. There won't be any room for Oreos. So make sure that you're not putting like a stamp with like never doing this ever again. You just want to concentrate on what you can do. Don't concentrate so much on what you can't do. Like, oh, Sabrina said I can't have Oreos. You can have whatever you want. But what I'm encouraging you to do is first make yourself a green smoothie. First, eat a bowl of cherries. Then figure out how you feel. And if you really still feel like having Oreos, I mean, to each their own, right? To each their own. Um, so this is a really huge one. This one that I have coming up next. Really, really big in our platform here. Here, Human Better 365 um, has an entire section for sober individuals. So somehow, I don't even know how this happened, but I stopped drinking alcohol. I don't even know how long ago, 10, 11, 12 years ago. Um, for no real reason other than it, I just felt like crap every time I drank. I didn't like how it made me feel. I didn't like how expensive it was. I saw absolutely no benefit to it whatsoever. I've always been a healthy, pretty healthy individual. So I just stopped drinking. Uh, Dane, my fiance, also stopped drinking 12 years ago. And somehow, magically, we met each other. How that happened, I have no idea. But somehow, a non-drinker met a non-drinker on a dating app. I don't even know how that happened. But anyways, neither one of us drink. And we actually host what we call Sober Society, where we... Um, we love sober people. We love hanging out with people that know how to have a good time without the drink. And uh, Dane actually goes in. He helps individuals who are struggling with alcohol. Uh, both of us uh, promote it like crazy as far as the benefits. Not even if you're an alcoholic, but just the benefits of not drinking. Sometimes um, it's not even that it's an issue. Sometimes even just knowing that you don't feel good after drinking alcohol is a sign that you don't have to drink alcohol. You can actually join a sober society that Human Better 365 hosts. We have free platforms on Facebook. We have open forums. We have um, cycle rides. We have uh, group uh, projects that we do uh, regarding sober living. And it's a huge, huge thing here with Human Better 365 that we love to promote. And we promote drinking water, <laughs> drinking water over alcohol. So more water, less alcohol. Um, for those of you that do drink, I do realize that sometimes it's a fantasy or a romance that you have with drinking maybe a glass of wine while you watch The Bachelor or right before you go to bed or whatever it is, or if you're socializing with your, with your friends. But quite honestly, just drinking less alcohol helps with your health, helps with your sugar intake. 
it's honestly a poison. And we talk a lot about that on Sober Society. For those of you that are possibly interested in stopping, you know, drinking, whether you have a problem or don't have a problem, it doesn't matter. We talk about the ins and the outs of um, what alcohol actually is. And it actually is a poison. And that's really important for you to know and important for you to understand. We put in the same category as smoking, quite honestly. And I'm pretty sure everyone in their dog now knows that smoking causes cancer. Even if you are a smoker, you know that smoking causes cancer. And we put it in the same category as drugs, as smoking, alcohol is also a poison. So drink water and less alcohol. Join our free Sober Society um, open forum on Facebook. It's literally called Sober Society. You can find it through the Human Better 365 website. And um, yeah, lots of information always on that. The next thing is more believing, less doubting. So one of the most important things in life is to learn how to start believing in yourself. Imagine what you could accomplish if you just push those negative self-doubts aside and went after what you wanted with confidence. So you want to make sure that you are speaking good self-talk. This is one thing that I believe in more than anything. You have to consistently tell yourself that you are awesome. It's, it's hilarious because when Dane and I first started dating, I had just come out of a year previously, I had just come out of a very, very emotional, emotional, mental, uh, financially abusive relationship. And I was all sorts of crazy in my head. Uh, and I was working through it. I had been reading books for years during that process, had finally saved up enough money and I was able to crawl out of that. It was an absolutely ridiculous circumstance to be in. And, you know, I host a lot of um, uh, groups on women who are dealing with narcissistic relationships. I have, again, an open forum on Facebook called uh, Breaking Free from Your Financial Prison. For those of you that wanted to join that open forum, talk all about how to get out, how to keep your self-worth, how to find power, how to find confidence when you're getting beat down mentally and emotionally constantly. So one of the things that I wound up doing, and one of the things that I teach the women that I work with to do is to speak affirmations and to do self-talk, not even just to yourself, out loud. (laughs) To out loud tell yourself that you're awesome. And this was a little bit of a different thing when my fiance and I started dating because he would say stuff like, um, I can't even think of anything, but you know, like he, he would say, are you ready to go? And I'd be like, I was born ready. Or, um, how did you know that? And I'd be like, I know everything. And just these really big, huge self affirmations, positive affirmations that I would say out loud in order to change my mindset. You have to realize that the things that we tell ourselves, the things that we tell ourselves are even more important than what other people are telling us. If you can think about how detrimental it is for us to see or hear somebody talk crap about us, right? If you see something online, somebody's like, you know, blah, 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 you're an idiot, or you look ugly, or you're too fat, and how detrimental that is for ourself, for us as a human. We get all sad, we get all depressed, we call our mom, we call our fiance. Well, how much more devastating do you think it it is for us mentally if we ourselves are telling us this ourselves? This This is a huge thing for me mentally and emotionally. And I really do have a grip on it. Um, Something that I've been struggling with my entire life is body image issues. So I grew up with a sister, not that this is her fault, but I grew up with a sister who is naturally really, really skinny. I don't know if you know these people, but they're just like really skinny. And I always had a little, little more curves. And when we were growing up, 
my sister and I would be hanging out at church or school or out with friends or whatever it was. And we'd come up to our group of friends and everyone would always say, oh, to my sister, you're so skinny. And then I would get nothing. (laughs) So, and that's obviously not the way it always was. You know, I always got compliments on my hair or somebody was wearing a cute outfit or whatever it was. But for some reason growing up, this whole thing stuck in my head of, I'm not skinny, so that means I'm not pretty. And my whole life from probably like age 12 till like yesterday, literally I still deal with these issues. Um, I have this thought that doesn't matter how thin I am. I remember when I was a size like two, four, which is really thin. I'm five, six or something that's really thin for someone who's five, six. And I would still be looking in the mirror or still have clothes on and still view myself as overweight. And this is all mental. This is all emotional. These are all things that I have carried throughout the years up until now. And that's why it's very, very important to make sure that you're constantly reaffirming to yourself how you feel or how you should feel or how you do look and always make sure that they're positive, positive, positive things that you are telling to yourself. You really need to start um, doing self-talk and believing in yourself. And this is the whole thing. It can literally be fake when you first start it. You can literally say, I am a confident, strong, powerful individual and have a little bit of a little bit of doubt in your head. You can still say that out loud and your entire demeanor will totally change. And when you say it again the next day, and when you say it again the next day, and when you say it again the next day, it'll slowly become more confident. It'll slowly become stronger and it'll slowly become more real to you. But it's the consistency of it that is so, so important. So um, the next thing I want to talk about is more gratitude verse no gratitude. You want to make sure that you're finding that you are finding gratitude in your life for everything, for everything. I know right now is 2020 coronavirus. I know right now that so many of us are dealing with really, really heavy things financially, which is then leaking into mentally, which is then leaking into emotionally, which is then leaking into your relationships your spouse, with your family. And it's a whole trickle down effect. But this is the thing. Happiness is a choice. It just is. You can take it or you can leave it. Happiness is a choice. You can choose to be happy if you decide to be happy. I know that I have been through decades of ridiculousness. I know that you have been through decades of ridiculousness. I know that everybody listening or that sees this can write a book on all the things. I know that you've been told that you can write a book and I don't doubt that. However, I do want to say that through all of the things, all of the ups and all of the downs, you had a choice to dwell in the ungrateful area or to dwell in the grateful area. It makes way more sense to dwell as a grateful individual. You want to make sure that you are finding the areas in your life where you can find gratitude. If you can't find gratitude in the area that you are in now, there is no way you're ever going to reach your potential. There's no way. Because you have to be grateful for where you are in all the areas of your life. In all the areas of your life. Be grateful that you are alive. Be grateful that you have the ability to listen to this. Be grateful that you have a device that you can listen to this on. Be grateful that you have the money to be able to afford the device that you're listening to this on. Or be grateful for the individual who's paying for the advice or who's paying for the device so you can listen to this. 
Does that make sense? There are so many things to be happy for. Start searching. Start focusing on the things in your life that are bringing you happiness, that are bringing you joy, that you are grateful for. And this is what will happen. I promise. I promise you that if you focus on the good, if you focus on the light and the bright, if you focus on the gratitude, more and more and more goodness will come your way. It just does. It just does. There's no meaning to it. Now, this also does mean that more stuff will keep happening. More stuff will keep happening. When you're down and you go up, you do get beat down again. But what is the attitude that you have while it is happening? I can tell you a hundred stories of when I was down, being beat down again while I was down on the floor. And you can choose to be happy during that if you want. You can choose to find the gratitude in it. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't take five seconds to be upset. This doesn't mean that you can't take five minutes or five hours or five days to be upset, to be angry, to be sad. But it does mean to get over it. To get over it as quickly as possible. Because it's the same thing that I was just telling you earlier. If you can't change it, if you cannot change whatever it is that is frustrating you, that is giving you bad vibes, that is making you feel a certain way, there's absolutely no reason why you should take even one more second than what is necessary to dwell on it. It's very, very important for you to continue to push forward. If it's a death in the family, if it's that you just got um, served papers for a divorce, if you just realized somebody got diagnosed with cancer, quickly find the benefits. Sit in the sadness. Cry, be mad, whatever it is. But find your way out of the darkness and find the light. You need to. The people in your life need you to. Your children need you to. Your friends need you to. In your world, what can you teach? What can you teach from the struggles that you have endured? I always say that there's three things that we all need to be doing in life. Number one is learn. The struggles that you are being put through, they're teaching you something. What have you learned? What have you learned through all the obstacles and all of the struggles? You have to be learning. Number two, you have to teach. What did you learn from your struggles? You then have to teach. It is your obligation. And the third thing is love. Love. You learn a bunch of stuff. You teach a bunch of stuff with love. You learn with love and you teach with love. Very, very important. More encouraging, less complaining. For those of you that have friends that are constantly complaining, for those of you that are the friend that are that is constantly complaining, encouraging words. What can you say about a negative situation and turn it into a positive? If one of your negative Nancy friends is calling you up complaining, what can you say to give encouragement versus a negative? And to go along with that, more listening, less talking. So if you find yourself being a negative Nancy, that's being a negative. What's something encouraging that you can say? And stop talking so much. Learn to listen. There are people in your life that need to share their story. 
There are people that in your life that need to be heard. Your spouse, your children. Do you see how all of these intertwine together? See, if you stop driving so much with the radio and you start walking with your children, with your spouse, and then at the same time, you stop talking so much and start listening more, do you see how that can grow a relationship just by changing those two things? So this is what I'm saying. It's not taking all of the things. It's taking a few of the things that I mentioned here, using them to your advantage and watching how just a slight change can alter the entire future. Walking to the grocery store with your spouse and then listening more and not talking, those two things will make a huge difference in your romance department, in your relationship department. You do that with your friend, you do that with your children, you do that with your spouse, you will see a huge upward trajectory in the positivity in your world because of that. Taking things like getting more sleep and working smart and doing more versus planning. See, when you get more sleep, which means you're less stressed, your ability to be able to just jump into something and pull forward like a train straight ahead is that much more doable. So taking a few of these and putting them together can really make a huge difference in your life. So listen, my friends, I certainly hope that this was a benefit for you. Um, I know for me, when I, as I was sitting down writing these down, I, I was literally even just motivated myself. <laughs> I was like, wow, these are amazing. These are amazing. And these are the kinds of things that Human Better 365 teaches. Just changing it a little bit, little by little changing the culture, changing society, changing the way that you do things, pivot just a little bit, can take your focus and take your journey on an entirely different direction than everybody else. And I'm telling you right now from experience that taking it this way, this way, these few things that I mentioned will do a world of difference and how you feel in your happiness. And that's what we all want. That's what we all want in life is happiness. And that's what Human Better 365 teaches. Is that it's okay to do things just a little bit differently. If it brings you happiness. So thanks for joining me here at my podcast, Human Better 365. Be sure to follow me here on SoundCloud and check out my website for all my social media under sabrinavictoria.com. Always healthy, passion-filled content here. I'm here to support you in your dreams. Reach out to me anytime. I am always willing to hear and guide you to your passion. Much love. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Take immediate action and stay in control of your life by visiting humanbetter365.com. Start to envision your best life by focusing on empowering thoughts. Personal and group coaching available. Contact us today.